Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Respawn Any Fire, the Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast. Raph Lydia, I'm your host, Adam, the big boss, Gumbert, and today we have this Alex, Solidus, Snake, Cozina. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm the clone of Solid Snake that has both his good and bad genes all in one. I'm mm. the perfect, complete package. Great storytelling. And we also have with us Chad, a revolver ocelot with a pistol, not a revolver, Michael Ennis. There he is. Guess who's back, baby? Not only am I drinking soda now, but I am drinking hard Mountain Dew. Oh, did you see that? You couldn't see it, but there was like a little mist coming out of here. It was like, that fizz, yeah. I am drinking Black Cherry Hard Mountain Dew, zero sugar. That's a good one. I cannot wait. I, I have to like dull my emotions before I go into this episode of The Last of Us right after this. So yeah, just drink it. It's good. It's a good flavor. It's very good. Uh, you can catch oh, us yeah, live. That on is Twitch delicious. They're all fantastic. Catch us live on twitchtv slash at Sunday evenings at eight thirty. About YouTube podcast services at nine a.m. Eastern time. Upcoming on today's show, we got cancellations of plenty. Talking about cancellations and feisty Canadians not named Alex Cozina. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> he's Ryan a feisty Reynolds? boy. Maybe. Deadpool? Maybe another one. Maybe another one. We'll get there when we get there. By the way, so we did just record our barf episode for Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm-hmm. And I've been people giving people grief because it's a bad video game. Uh, but it's interesting. I want one day Alex to sit down and tell me the the cool story points. Because I before we recorded, I brought up, I made I was making a joke. But it's interesting. What, what The ideas are interesting. I want Alex to run me through the whole story now that the series is complete. Because when someone tells you in 2014 that a guy is a clone and then that guy's arm took over that dude's body, but his that guy is a, a baby of a ghost, it all sounds really <laughs> stupid, right? It sounds real fucking dumb, but I would love you to explain to me and why it's cool and interesting. I would love that. I am so looking forward to telling you about the Lali Lulelo. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so interesting. Tell me about those robots who moo. What? Mm. Adam, what do you think <laughs> the Lolly Lilelo is? Something stupid. I'm sure it's something, something that's supposed stupid. to be. I'm sure it's like some military program <laughs> that was this and this, but it ends up being like nanobots that go in your butt or something. You're not wrong. It's a dildo. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> you're, right? You're not entirely off, but. There are a few details in okay. there that I yeah, that was a broad strokes, broad strokes. Uh, first up, dude, Death Cab for E3. It's from Cat Bailey at IGN.com. It's a sad song. Uh, sad band, excuse me. Was it like emo pop kind of a thing? Death Cab for Cutie? Uh-oh. 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 Can you guys not hear me? You're back, you're back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you're said back. set song, and then you started being a robot. And no, everyone can hear me on the recording. Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> Yes. Was that like an emo pop thing? Oh, yeah, what what yeah, were yeah. they? Yeah. Vindicated. I am helpless. I am wrong. I was right. I swear I'm right. Yeah, Death Cab for Cutie. Absolutely. Uh, also did That's... the love of mine. Someday you will die. I'll be close behind. I'll follow you into the dark. Yeah. It's all, all that is Tony Hawk music to me. But, anyways, E3 is also dead. <laughs> Tony Hawk music. <laughs> Can't mail it at IGN. All right, so this is all a report from IGN. You should go read the report because oh, they sorry, go way I'm more sorry. in depth than I did. Mm-hmm. I got mixed. Vindicated is dashboard confessional, not Death Cab for Cutie, but they are interchangeable. Another car-based band. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Like I said, you should go on IGN, read Cat Bailey's story, because there's a lot and it's very, very in-depth. All right. So IGN has heard from multiple knowledgeable sources that Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo will not be a part of E3 2023 or have any presence at the Los Angeles Convention Center show floor. Uh, speaking with IGN last week, uh, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer said the platform holder is timing or excuse me, is timing its showcase with E3 at a, at a moment uh, convenient for press and even consumers at the event, meaning it's likely roughly aligned with the event itself. Spencer also stressed Xbox's public support for E3 in the ESA. However, IGN understands that Xbox won't have a booth on the show floor. Um, Nintendo has also traditionally maintained a booth on E3 show floor, even after pioneering the quote-unquote direct format. However, IGN has heard from sources uh, around the industry that neither Nintendo nor Sony will be at the event, with PlayStation really dropping out in uh, 2019 over reported disagreements with the ESA. So, again, read the story. There's a lot. Basically, everyone's like, we're not going to actually be official, official EA or E3. Uh, but then there was a response from the ESA. Uh, the ESA has addressed IGN's report that uh, Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony won't be uh, part of E3, voicing its support for ReadPop in a message to members and saying that the organizer has made, quote, strong progress in reshaping the event. And this is all a quote from uh, the ESA. As you have likely seen, IGN published an article last night about E3. While we are not able to, uh, to comment on the specific claims in the article, we wanted to share our commitment to moving forward E3. Dot, dot, dot. I cut out all the bullshit in the middle. It's important to note that even as the show evolves and adapts, it will not impact the core of ESA's work for its uh, member companies. Our priority remains advocating uh, for your policy interest on the state and federal level. We will share news and developments regarding E3 as they are available. VGC has since reported that Nintendo opted not to take part in the event due to a light second half release schedule, not justifying an event space, information that IGN can also corroborate. So, all the bigwigs are saying no one's really showing up, and the ESA is like, we're working through it, and we'll tell you more later. So, that's the information. Someone else can speak while I drink my Mountain Dew voltage. Drink your Mountain Dew. This is it's something that does not surprise me. As Summer Games Fest is, I just looked up the date. Summer Games Fest is the week before E3. It is an event that Jeff Keighley, who all of these publishers and platform holders have really great relationships with. He runs the Game Awards. He runs all these things. He runs Opening Night Live. And he kind of was, back whenever he's, he was with E3, Like I feel like he was the person behind making a lot of these relationships happen. So it does not surprise me that they will likely be at Summer Games Fest but not at the ESA's thing the week later because they're going to have like they're going to have blown their their big surprises and stuff like that the week prior. Xbox technically the last few years, well before the pandemic, also wasn't really at E3 anyway. They were always at the parking lot across the street doing their own thing that happened to coincide with E3 too. So like this doesn't surprise me that it's going that way, especially given the E3 the last few years has like really muddied its messaging of just what it is and what it wants to be partnering with like streamers and Twitch people and that kind of stuff and, and Instagram personalities instead of developers and that kind of stuff. So like it does not surprise me that these big stakeholders want to go with a more established thing from Jeff Keighley versus it's, it's more of a wait and see thing about E3. We're not going to spend a lot of money on booth space and all that kind of stuff because we don't know what E3 looks like right now. And if it's cool, yeah, maybe we'll be back next year. But right now E3 has been very... It's been it's been very mishandled over the last few years, so I'm not surprised about it. Yeah, uh, you know, we had previously gotten news last year that Reed Pop 
the company behind events like Star Wars Celebration was going to be taking over E3. And like something like Star Wars Celebration, you know, it does have like official presence from, you know, Disney at it. You, you do have like some announcements, you know, here and there related to the overall brand, some trailers every now and then. But like it's a little bit more akin to a PAX than it is whatever the Star Wars equivalent of E3 would be. And so it's not that surprising to me that the big three are not going to be at the show in like a big way. I, I don't expect like for the record, it seems like there's a lot of doom and gloom right now online of people being like, well, E3's finished. Like, how can it possibly survive from this? I expect that E3 in the form that it's going to take this year is going to be fun. I, I think that it's going to be a much more like small scale again, like Penny Arcade Expo-esque show. But just, you know, without the big three, you know, in any kind of substantive way. I just don't know what it's like. No, I don't feel like they have told anyone what it actually will look like. Like, what does a day at E3? Because they have said that they're going to like there's going to be consumer focused days versus press focused days. Like, we know that it's split into two. But like, no one knows what the hell it is now because it's been several years since we've even had one digital or physical and so I feel like if they were able to message that, or now that people are able to see, oh, this is E3 now, cool, I got it, I'll make the commitment next year. Like, that's what I feel like their messaging is, it's it's really, I wouldn't even say unclear, I'd say there is no messaging about what E3 actually looks like this year. I, I think mean, they're it, definitely going to have to speak up soon and let it be known what it is if they're going to want to you know, drum up support and have people going into it with, you know, uh, good expectations at this point. Yeah, because for me, it, it feels like, so they have the name brand, so people are expecting a certain thing, but it's not going to be that thing, which is fine. Like, I don't mind people, the companies having their own shows when they have stuff to show off. That's never bothered me. But like, we know what a PAX is, right? And yep. a PAX is awesome, but it's not like Xbox, Microsoft, or excuse me, Xbox, uh, PlayStation and Nintendo might not all be there. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It's about like playing all the smaller stuff and going to the booths and going to panels. Like that's what it's all about. But E3 just has that name. So you just assume what it is. But I don't think they're going to be able to do that. And that's fine if they're not able to do that. But yeah, I need to know like what I'm getting into. Or I don't know. I, I just, I think Jeff Keighley's had had so much time to do his own thing that he just dominates what we knew as E3. Like between this and uh, the thing he does before Gamescom and, of course, Game Game Awards. Like, he's got all that, the big announcement stuff on lock. And E3 doesn't have to be that. But, yeah, like, you just see that name and you assume. But I don't think that's going to be them anymore, which is fine. But also, it's like, oh, well, no, that doesn't mean anything anymore. So, hmm. Womp womp. I still might <sighs> go. Who knows? It's a quick, it's, it's not cool. a bad drive down to L.A. for me. And, it's like, if no one else is going to be there, that might be a really good, like, cool chill experience yeah if they were like hey this is big packs i'm like oh that sounds cool if they straight up said like this is super big packs i'd be like yeah. that sounds fucking dope but um, they're not hearing anything if it's like show up to send a four-hour line to play shadow warrior four i'm like i don't know about that but uh <laughs> you know just tell me something but yeah chad you enjoy that as you go to the other thing disney i'm, I'm not nope. curious uh Nintendo. where like where is summer games because it it looks like E3 still at the LA Convention Center. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing where Summer Game Fest is at the lot. YouTube Theater in Hollywood Park. How many theaters are in Los Angeles? I assume a lot. A bajillion, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And all right, that's it for that story. 
I guess it's time to play the game. Oh, it's the game it's time? time to play the game, and I'm about to play it. I'm singing a song. No, it's playtime. Okay. It's just playtime. Normal oh, playtime. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Whew. I thought I thought it was a segment from Adam game time. And I was like, okay. No, no, no. Got it. Okay. Don't jump the gun, young ocelot. <laughs> uh, Alex, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? So, of course, I beat and platinumed Metal Gear Solid 3. We discussed that at length on our Metal Gear Solid 3 barf episode. Um, outside of that, you know, it was my birthday this past week. <gasps> oh, yeah, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. I Thank said it on, high, on time on Twitter, so we're good. And, you know, I was sitting there in my chair thinking, what's a game that I ought to be playing right now? I want to play something that I haven't played before, but something that is still familiar, something that I'll be able to kind of pick up and play and immediately start enjoying right off the bat. Now, as it would happen, I had recently just started playing Dead Space Remake on stream. I'm only a few hours in, and the way that my streams go, I only play a few hours a night, so it'll still be a little while since... It'll still be a little while until I finally manage to beat it. And I was thinking, you know, we, we were talking a lot about uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 and how it might, you know, be getting a remake soon. I've been playing Dead Space, which is a remake of an older game. One of the first games that I played in 2023 was Ratchet and Clank, the 2016 mm -hmm. game, which is a remake of the original Ratchet and Clank game from the early 2000s. And so I was like, you know what? I've already been playing a lot of stuff on my PlayStation 3 recently, with MGS3. Why not purchase the Ratchet and Clank HD collection there and play through the original Ratchet and Clank? Uh, and so that's what I've been doing. And I got to say, that game is, you know, a little bit rough in certain spots. Controlling Ratchet doesn't feel as good, doesn't feel as fluid as the modern Ratchet and Clank games. You know, uh, the, the story is, it's interesting because like, the remake, the 2016 game, is incoherent, but at least it tells its story a lot more slickly. This game tells a much more coherent story, but it definitely lacks a lot of the production values that we've gotten out of recent Ratchet games. Um, the, the one thing that I really do appreciate about uh, the original Ratchet is the level of checkpointing and the level of um, like shortcuts that are kind of like... Uh, dropped throughout its various levels. I feel like you go back to a lot of older games and I feel like you have a lot of games that like have just very long winding levels with like not a lot of checkpoints, not a lot of shortcuts that will take you back to earlier points in uh, their respective levels. This game so far has been great at being like, oh, hey, you're 33% through this particular planet. Here's a checkpoint that'll take you back to your ship. 66% of the way, here's another checkpoint uh, shortcut that will take you back to your ship. It is a surprisingly like well-designed modern feeling game in that way for something made in the early 2000s and so yeah i've been having a lot of fun with it and i'm hoping to beat it soon question what's all in that hd you said it's an hd collection right are there other ratchet and clank games or it's the first three hmm. ratchet and clank games upscale to hd they've all got naughty names what are the naughty names of these ones <laughs> it so it's just ratchet and clank hmm. then it's ratchet and clank up your Arsenal, up your arsenal, I want to say. Up your arsenal. Yeah. Up your arsenal. yeah. yeah. Does it have Quest for Booty and in it? And no, Quest for Booty was like the PlayStation 3 <laughs> like downloadable exclusive game. The third one Does is... Does it have XXL Sluts? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so I, I got them a little bit out of order. It's Ratchet and Clank, then it's Ratchet and Clank going commando, and oh, then yeah, it's yeah. up your arsenal. Uh, and then after that is Ratchet and Clank Deadlocked, which I want to say was also remastered in HD, but not part of that collection. It makes me wonder uh, now, like, there, Rift Apart, how is that dirty? Unless it's just like, oh, girl, I'm going to yeah, split you like a really... piece of wood. <laughs> I'm going to rip you apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's not dirty. Uh, I, That's I, why it's not as, you know, yeah. it's not 2010 anymore, so you can't, you know, they're not edgy. I don't know. Yeah. My theory is that at some point, Rift Apart sounded way more edgy, way more lewd in some way, but they just rewrote it slightly and now it doesn't sound lewd at all. Uh, in 2013, they came out with Ratchet and Clank Into the Nexus, and that game apparently at some point in development was called Into the Nether Regions. <laughs> And they changed it into into <laughs> the Nexus, and that it, it, it like just that one little change made it sound like not questionable at all. So I bet it was something similar with Rift Apart. Yeah, it I wonder if they was started like, Rift remember, up the ass and they changed yeah. it. Remember when they when they were they made the movie that came in the 2016 game? Like they came out at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And there was like the, I wonder the 2016 if like, game. The, the 2016 game reuses scenes from the movie yeah in place of its cutscenes. i wonder if they realize like we're marketing this to children like maybe we shouldn't <laughs> you know what's funny about that failed movie i think sylvester stallone's in it right is i don't know i think that cast was like kind of good i'm gonna look it up while we speak whenever chad goes on to what he's talking about Actually, yeah well, what sucks about that 2016 movie is that the sly cooper movie got canceled because yeah. of that movie's underperformance do you remember the Sly Cooper movie? I no. remember seeing a picture of it. Chad, you better look up the Sly Cooper movie right now, because... Please tell me there's live action. <laughs> that, no. No, animated. Okay, by the way, this Ratchet and Clank movie cast. Paul Giamatti, Ooh, John Goodman, Bella Thorne, Rosario Dawson, Sylvester Stallone, and other people as well. Damn. cast. Uh, <laughs> received negative reviews and grossed 14 million worldwide on a 20 million dollar budget. Anyways, continue. James Sly Cooper, or Thievius Raccoonus, not Thievius. That's the that's the name of the fourth game or something. But Sly Cooper, the movie. Are we looking up Sly Cooper looking, movie? I'm, I'm seeing stills? some stills. Yeah, I'm seeing some stills. Yeah. They look good. Is it like him laying like in his action pose, and it's like all yeah, he's in his like superhero. I just landed pose, like Black Widow style. I think I'd be into it. Yeah, another uh, a sliding door scenario to be certain. Yeah. Um. Yes, I also played Metal Gear Solid Three this week. Again, we just recorded the Barf episode. Go check that out on our thoughts on it. Um. I beat Dead Space Remake. I know I, mm. I gushed about it last week for sure, but uh, I'll just say a couple other quick things about it. One is I think this is like. I think when we talk about excellent remakes that do everything right, normally like Resident Evil 2 comes to mind for a lot of people. I think this is this is like right up there with that. It it improves upon almost everything every single aspect. Graphics and, and sound design are incredible and spooky and, and terrifying and wonderful. Um but I just love too that they they weren't afraid to to add the characters are much more fleshed out. Isaac himself has a voice, and you see his head a whole lot. Like he takes off his helmet a lot. They, people are talking. There are side quests now where you can learn more about Nicole's backstory and all this kind of stuff. Like, there's a lot more to this game that makes these characters more fleshed out rather than just people on the other side of a video call telling you where to go on the ship. 
So um, this makes me really ex- like. I'm really hoping that we see more of this Dead Space universe. And there's hints in the game that there might be a Dead Space 2 remake coming as well. Um, but I will not be getting the platinum trophy for this game. I was I hmm. I got the platinum for the first game for the first time it came out, and I was excited to this time. I was like, okay, I played on impossible mode. That just must be the hardest difficulty, whatever it is. Do y'all know what impossible mode is for this game? It's something new for this game. Do you know what it is? Mm-mm. It is the same difficulty as hard mode. Which already, like in playing on medium, I was playing medium through the first playthrough, already I was having like ammo conservation issues and that kind of stuff. I was like, God, I feel like I'm having to scrape by with every single piece of ammo that I have sometimes. You then up the difficulty to hard mode, but impossible mode is you die and that's it. If you die one time in impossible mode, you pick back up at your save. You only get one save slot for this. You can't even like, oh, I'll save a couple of things just in case I need to go back and do something differently. Now you get one save slot, and as soon as you die, you load back at that save spot, and it's just hard mode for the rest of the thing. You don't get impossible anymore. So you have to beat the whole game without dying on hard mode oh, nice. to get the trophy. Oof. Zero out of ten. Hmm. Not about that That sounds life. rough. Yeah. So um, I will... Not today, but maybe around Halloween when I'm like needing a, a spooky fix, I will go back and do the new game plus on very easy story mode now. Do the one gun where it's just the plasma cutter, pick up the last couple of trophies that you can only do in new game plus. And then I'll just never get that impossible mode trophy, probably. Yeah. Isn't there well, I think it's attached to New Game Plus. I think that's where the Dead Space 2 stuff might be at right or like the hints or rumors about dead space 2 stuff the, so there is an alternate ending in the dead space That's or in the sense. new game plus which is really just i i ended up since i decided i wasn't going to get the platinum i was just like let me just go look at this ending anyway because i'm now not motivated to beat it all so quickly i went it's 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 fun it's definitely non-canonical but it's, it's like okay cool that's fun that's a fun little mm-hmm. twist nothing groundbreaking uh, but there, there's the Dead Space Two stuff is in some of the text okay. logs that you find throughout the mm. game. There are like hints to events and and places in Dead Space Two now in these text logs. Okay, but mm. I had a great time with it. Absolutely, absolutely loved it. And I think just like Resident Evil Two, like it helps that the game originally was really, really good, and then the remake and all the like the facelift on it was was really good too. Versus like Resident Evil Three, where it's like, I mean, it looks good and it plays well, but the game itself isn't good and you can't make a better game out of a game that wasn't good all right uh so yeah play dead space remake beat that i'll shelve it for now and then i was like hmm hogwarts legacy for me because i pre-ordered the expensive edition comes out tomorrow night y'all does it tomorrow night at 9 p.m it unlocks yeah because i got the three-day early digital edition or something I was uh, scrolling through Twitter just before we went live. It, apparently, the game is like fully leaked and being streamed all over Twitch right now. So watch out for spoilers. If you're so care. I'm pumped, and that's like 24 hours away from me, basically. And I was like, I was, I was this close to starting Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core reintegrate remake reunion reunion ish. Yes. Do it again. So I was that close to starting. I was like, "Wait a minute, no! If Hogwarts Legacy is tomorrow, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start a 40 hour game that I'm not gonna be able to put down." So, so I just went back to Marvel Midnight Suns, did a couple missions, uh, powered up magic a little bit. She's pretty cool. Used her for the first time. Um, enjoying that game, but yeah, that's it. Little tidbit: the creator, the like main creator of the game, Jake Solomon, 
said, uh, Magic's my favorite character, and hint, hint, she's broken as fuck, so if you want a super powerful character, upgrade <laughs> Magic. Like, he said that, like, Ooh, from jump. Nice. He's like, yeah, she's bullshit, so. I did not use her uh, at first because she was a really, like, boring and obnoxious and self-centered. She's like, I don't want to be part of your shit. Oh, my power. You just using me for my power. I'm super, meh. Just put an I'm Russian Laura Bailey. That's what she is. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, fine. You're going to be grumpy all the time. You're not going to be part of my crew. But then I used her once. I was like, oh, fuck, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we move on to our next segment, I just want to say real quick, going back to the lewd sounding Ratchet and Clank game names, uh, yes. we completely forgot about the 2012 Tower Defense Ratchet and Clank game, Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Full frontal. Uh, yeah. Yep. Which apparently, I'm just learning this right now, in PAL and in NTSC countries was called Ratchet and Clank Q Force. Which is U force like the letter Q or C U E? Quite Both the downgrade. Yeah, Q force is in the letter Q and then force. Too uh, too spicy for the British, apparently. Yeah, yeah, couldn't handle it's the full frontal. <laughs> uh, all right, so me, um, nothing really. Chicken uh, Kickers three playing. is that where the CK three is? Absolutely, Chocolate Chicken Karate three. three. <laughs> yep, love my dark karate. No, I so I did play uh, a little bit of Fallout four, just because oh, I have okay. gotcha. some mods and it runs really really fast and looks good. I was like, because I'm just really just wasting time until something new comes out. Uh, so Fallout four has been fun. Jump back into that. I'm like, oh yeah, I have like a 30 hour file on here from seven years ago, and I've never played any of the DLC. So I'm gonna get into that. But CK three. Is Crusader Kings 3. Okay, I was close. Which is a, a very well-liked strategy game. I downloaded it, and I booted it up, and I got to the start screen, and then I said, oh, we got to record Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> so uh, I really just like slept and watched football. I've been catching up on shows. Actually, no, that's what I did. I watched uh, All of Nathan for You this week. That's what oh, I really yes. Oh. What a fucking great show. That Nathan Fielder, what a smart young man. Yeah. <laughs> very did you wa- Have you what seen the rehearsal? His new show? No, I wanted to watch Nathan Few before I got to the rehearsal. Sure, That's why I've been yeah, watching all of sure. Nathan for you. Um, yeah, that Canadian young man. Do you know him, Alex? Uh, I know <laughs> of his shows, uh, but I don't know him personally. I assumed. Unfortunately. No. You're from the same area. I assume maybe you would know him. No. I'm sorry. I feel, like, I feel like all the Canadian like movie stars and stuff like that and TV stars, they're all from like Vancouver. Geographically, how close is Vancouver yeah. to Montreal? I mean, it's they're both kind Canada. of as far as you could possibly have a city be apart from Montreal. <laughs> so what is that like? I don't know kilometers. Two hours, like ten kilometers. It's so like imagine imagine the entirety of Canada is like this like imaginary rectangle, like mm-hmm. this rectangular prism. I'm doing with my hands. Like okay. if Montreal is here, Vancouver is over here. Where's Toronto? Okay. Is that where your eyeball is? Toronto is like here. Like Montreal and Toronto, it, it's like like a pretty long hour drive slash train ride, but they're like actually pretty close, all things considered. What is but Quebec? Vancouver, very far. Is Quebec a province Quebec or a city? city? Quebec is a province and a city. Quebec City is the capital it's of the province. Quebec the province. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where does, is his name Justin Thoreau? Justin, I always get them mixed up. Which one's the guy Trudeau? from The Leftovers and which one's who was married to Jennifer Aniston and which one's your guy? Justin Trudeau. Is that the okay. Prime Minister of Canada. Was he ever Does in a he relationship with Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Okay. Well, we can move on. But by the way, uh, 
Nathan Fielder and Seth Rogen did go to the same improv comedy class when they were in high school. So, big heads up there. Ooh. Uh, that's it for me. We're going to go ahead and move on to our quest log. More Canadian talk. I'm actually going <laughs> to skip to the Canadian story right now because I'm having fun. Uh, I'm mature, bub. This is from Darren Bonthuis at GameSpot. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians. According to Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb, developer Insomniac Games is targeting a, quote, hard R with its interpretation of Wolverine, nice. which will reportedly be a, a, a unique take on the character that is divorced from his big screen incarnation played by Hugh Jackman. Quote, they'll avoid having any links or anything that evokes the Fox movies. They want it to stand on its own. It's all from Grubb, of course. Uh, I was trying to nail down the setting excuse me, and heard it will start before he joins the X-Men, which also makes sense for Wolverine game. Uh, as for a release, this is the big news. I hope this happens. Uh, as for a release date, uh, Grub claims the game could be out as early as fall 2024, just a year after the planned release of Marvel Spider-Man 2 in 2023, but did note that it could slip to 2025. Uh, this may not be an open-world game in the same vein as Spider-Man, uh, with Grub noting that God of War Ragnarok's semi-open-world design is serving as inspiration for how the game unfolds. And with that story alone, I got super excited to play fucking Wolverine. Yeah. Maybe more excited than Spider-Man, because Wolverine's fucking cool. And he's going to rip people to pieces and say cuss words. Yeah. Hard R. I hope he just is always hanging dong. Like, he has no pants in this game. I hope that's what full it is. Full frontal, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jesus. Wolverine, full frontal. Look at my hairy DD. Um, I'm, I'm excited because... Wolverine, I, I'm excited that, it's, that it doesn't seem to be open world because Wolverine doesn't seem like an open world character. Like, he's not your friendly neighborhood Spider Man mm. who's out helping citizens. Like, he wants you to leave him the fuck alone. He's going to smoke a cigar and yell at people. Like, that's Wolverine. So, to have all of those side quests where he's, you know, getting backpacks and helping community men, like, that does not sound like him. Also, selfishly, I just, I like linear games that are done in 12 to 15 hours and I can move on and play something else that's great. So I, I like short games. I'm into that. Yeah. I, uh, I'll say, you know, back in the day, there was that, uh, licensed game, uh, that was made by Raven Software to coincide with the first solo Wolverine movie. Yeah. The really Wolverine bad Origins one or like, X Men Origins? Yeah. Wolverine? Recounting yeah. His origins. Wolverine. The game itself, apparently not bad. And it featured, like Wolverine's healing factor in full display where you could like get traumatically damaged and like your skin would peel off and you would be down to just flesh and bones and it would heal back over time in that game. It was a little bit, you know, rudimentary because it was like, you know, the early Xbox PlayStation three era, but if they can uh, recreate that in this game, which it seems like they'll be able to with the hard R rating, like that'll be great to see in 2024. Sorry. But the game is fantastic. Speaking of that, that, yeah, that was an underrated game. Speaking of blowing the skin off of things, I forgot to mention in Dead Space, like I, I viscerally and out loud reacted like, oh my God, when you get a, a gun called the Force Gun, and they did a lot of work in Dead Space with like being like blowing away chunks of skin and, and it's very localized depending on where you shoot them. And you can then like the bone is thinking you can things, things are hanging off by like little strands of muscle. Mm. there is a gun called the force gun, which basically acts as like a, a giant blast of wind or a, like a force push from the, from star Wars. Mm -hmm. And it blows the skin off of things. And the first time I used it, I was like, Oh my God, because I was just so surprised. Like I shot this thing and then suddenly it's just like this disgusting, bloody pile of bones and muscle when it used to be this disgusting pile of flesh. That I was looking at yes. Oh my God. It's so gross, but it's like so cool at the same time. Sorry, 
I just forgot to mention that. that about Dead Space Remake. No, that's cool. Let's get that in this Marvel game. I'm all about it. I really yeah. do hope he just fucks people up or just gets filled with bullet holes and then they slowly heal. That was the cool thing about that game is like you would get shot and like it would go through your shirt and then you'd slowly heal so you could see under your shirt like your skin coming back together. That's pretty yep. cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, moving on to more Jeff Grubb stuff because he is all over the news this week. Canceled Apex Legends game <gasps> from Claire Lewis at GameSpot. So on Giant Bomb's Game Mess Morning Podcast, host Jeff, Jeff Grubb, not Jess Grubb, that's not a real word, <laughs> Jeff Grubb, and co-host Jan, who, do you know how to say this? O- Ocha? Ocha? Ocha I don't know who this person is. That's Jen not correct. Ocha. I don't sure. know if that's how it's pronounced. I don't know. I'm sorry, Jan. Uh, discuss the apparent cancellation of Respawn single-player Apex Legends title, citing a report by VGC. Normally by its working title, Titanfall Legends, Grubb revealed that although the game, quote, would not be Titanfall 3, it would still include a beloved character from the franchise, Jack Cooper's loyal Titan, BT7274, so the big robot boy from Titanfall 2. Uh, according to Grubb, the single-player adventure was planned to feature Apex Games Commissioner Cuban Blisk as a playable character, with various Apex Legend characters making appearances and lending their powers to the player. Major details from the fran- uh, Titanfall franchise, like the location of the Ark, for example, would also have played a part of the campaign. Uh, quote from Jeff Grubb, The thinking there was that more people have played Apex Legends than ever heard of Titanfall, so they were really going to lean into that. Um, Grubb explained, before going on to reveal the game's developers were working f- were going for a John Week, John Week, John Week, <laughs> not that man's name, John Wick meets Tony Hawk gameplay experience, while also taking inspiration from Doom Eternal, other Titanfall gameplay staples like wall running were also planned to be part of the game. Uh, when Mohammed Alavi left, former Apex Legends narrative leaved, it was doomed, uh, Grubb declared. I looked into this. The Apex Legends community has really looked into this. If you just look at the makeup of Respawn these days, it seems like a lot of key players that found in the studio have left, like the vast majority. So, yes, we got word. I am super duper bummed. As you guys know, I'm a bit of an outlier in that I don't absolutely love Titanfall 2, but I really, really love uh, Apex Legends and the lore and world surrounding it. And I feel like this game could have potentially been a really good compromise between the rare people like me and the many, many people that still adore Titanfall 2. And everything that is described within Grub's report sounds great. You know, taking a lot of cool elements from titanfall 2 like bt7274 and all the various apex legends that you know and love from apex and it really sucks that this is not coming together yeah yeah i love someone who i would love to see more of of that type of thing and and especially i i never really got into the gameplay of apex legends but i've from what i've heard all of these characters are like really cool i'd love to see more about that in a titanfall type game that would be cool yep uh, someone who likes Titanfall 1 and 2 and loves Apex Legends would be cool, but I mean, I understand. Like, you gotta. I think the sell of we're gonna do a single player game. Um, and again, especially this last part when they're like, the narrative lead left. Everyone who wanted to make the game left the studio. It's like, well, you're probably not gonna get a single player game if everyone wants yeah. to make a single player game is gone. Um, it'd be cool, but I mean, you know, Apex Legends is a moneymaker, free to play multiplayer game. And th- the problem. I feel was is that there is a group of people who are like part of their personality is that they love Titanfall 2 and it's an awesome game but it did not do well 
and you can think whatever reason you want, but at the end of the day, like it didn't do super well. They like literally the spinoff did way better than the original game ever did. Like I said, more people know what Apex Legend is than ever knew what Titanfall is. So yeah, I mean it is what it is. I don't think you're gonna get a single player shooter from respawn anytime soon because last time they did it it didn't do super well and the last time they did a multiplayer game it did extremely well yeah. so mm -hmm. it is what it is it's you know part of me can't help but read over the story and be like hmm, man like ea has a really bad history of buying up studios that are like renowned for making a specific type of game and then kind of driving those studios into the ground we, we saw it happen with the studio that was behind the Command and Conquer series, we saw it for a little while happen with Bioware, but it seems like that ship is now correcting itself. And I can't help but look at this and be like, ooh, is this the first sign that EA might not be treating Respawn super well? But hopefully, hopefully that's all just unwarranted, you know, speculation on my part. Hopefully Star Wars comes out in a couple of months and proves me and everyone else wrong. And this is just a a matter of a game just not coming together because circumstances didn't really lend itself to allowing that game to exist. Yeah. Cause Vince did come in. Vince Sapella of respawn came in and like made a bunch of good stuff. And then he is like, do whatever you want. So I feel like if Vince really, really wanted it to happen, it would happen and we wouldn't have these reports, but mm. you know, I feel like he's got enough say to do whatever he wants at EA because everything he made was a banger. So I guess we'll see, but you know, Got to move on. I mean, the, there is a lot of Titanfall stuff in Apex. So I think that's why I think it makes more sense for them to make another Apex game instead of trying to re bring back Titanfall because no, no one cares. Uh, sad to say. All right. And our last story, not really a story, but a thing that happened this week. And it was after one after the other. And being on Twitter for the last week, if you're into gaming, uh -oh. was really funny. What's going on? We good? You guys no, you're right now for a second. We're good. We're good. You're back now. You broke up. You broke up for a second, not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lots of games were canceled. I just want to go through this list of the last week of stuff that didn't happen, right? You guys stop me if anything's interesting to you. Okay. Sound good? Cool. Yeah. Electronic Arts has announced that it's ending support for Apex Legend and canceling Battlefield Mobile before its official release. Apex, Mobile, Apex Legends Mobile launched in May 2022. It was named last year's App Store and Google Play Game of the Year, while Battlefield Mobile was in soft launch. Apex Legends will go offline May 1st, 2023. That's wild, because I feel like Apex Legends was received yeah. really well. And that's that, and, was and like, that oh seems God. like the kind of game that you can kind of just like keep going forever, but I guess the, the costs of maintaining it were higher than we would have thought. I wonder how... Maybe so. Is Call of Duty Mobile still going on? I'm just wondering yes, like, if, if they found is this just not a market for those types of games? But I guess Call of Duty is probably still going. Yeah. Uh, next up, live services for Rumbleverse will go offline on Tuesday, February 28th, just six months after the game launched in August list of last year. Any player who spent money on Rumbleverse is eligible for a refund of money spent on their game. A blog post on the game's website states. So Rumbleverse, which is like wrestling battle royale, six months it's dead. Yeah, this is the announcement that made myself and many, many other people go online like, oh, man, something might be really rotten in the live service games as a service area. Like th this game not only was really well received, but was like pretty substantially different from like most other games that you think of when you think about live service games as a service experiences and the fact that it's 
being shuttered this soon suggests that like there really is no room even for something as you would think relatively niche niche in a good way niche in the sense that like a game like rumbleverse can theoretically exist uh, while like big players like apex and fortnite continue to do their thing the fact that it can't do so is like ooh, that doesn't portend well for other games in its sort of sphere Perhaps this one not as much as a surprise. Uh, Smallgate and Remedy's Xbox shooter Crossfire X will be shutting down both its multiplayer and single player modes on May 18th. Uh, Crossfire X was released exclusively for Xbox Series X and Xbox One in February 2022. According to Smilegate, it decided to end the support for the title, quote, because, quote, the game was ultimately not where it needed to be. Uh, real quick, real mm-hmm. quick, when that game was coming out, I was actually motivated to check it out because. I want to say I had just finished playing through, uh, what was it, Quantum Break alongside you guys uh, the prior year. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like Remedy a lot. I'm on kind of a Remedy kick right now. I should probably check this game out because it's being co-developed by them. And I want to say that this game had something weird going on where it was like a Game Pass exclusive game, but you also had to pay for the multiplayer, not the multiplayer, the single player mode on top of that. I remember around launch there was some weird kind of like you have game yeah. pass but it doesn't give you everything yeah i don't i don't remember how that turned out but it was a weird thing yeah yeah and i was just like no nah, i'm not gonna bother i no, wonder not. so i just watched this um this sizzle reel that shuhei yoshida retweeted about like 100 confirmed games for psvr2 and one of them is smilegate's crossfire sierra squad and i wonder whether this cancellation this week has anything to like does that does that mean that like anything crossfire related is dead now? Because this multiplayer, this single player mode, does the VR mode, is that included? Like, is that following the same story or whatever as Crossfire X? I have no clue, but interesting. I assume it's I mean, a separate product that hopefully is just single player, so they can just put it out and no one buys it and they can just leave it alone forever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I think only one thing is known for sure, and that's that you'll get caught up in the crossfire. <laughs> Crossfire. <laughs> do you not remember that, Chad? Okay, you do yeah. remember it. Was that a was a board game, right? Or was it like a it was, it was like game? a little like finger basketball? Yeah, that's what it was. It was like a yeah. board game thing where you were like shooting marbles at each other. Gosh. The commercial is infamous because like the loser gets sent to the Phantom Zone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> gets yeeted into hell. It's pretty fucking funny. Uh, and lastly. This one actually kind of sucks because this game is pretty cool. Velen Studios has announced plans to close its live service action game, Knockout City, in June. Uh, the cross-platform dodgeball game was released in May 2021 under the EA Originals publish- publishing label before Velen, who also developed Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, took over publishing duties and made it free-to-play last year. Launching on February 28th, Season 9 of Knockout City will kick off with the release of the game's final planned update. So, another one bites the dust. Yeah. A lot no. like Rumbleverse, it's like you'd think that a game this unique would be able to carve out a space for itself uh, within the gaming landscape, but apparently not. I'm My assumption about all of this is that like you're seeing a lot of corporations right now trying to figure out any way they can to save money. Like you see in the tech industry, like tens of thousands of people getting laid off at Facebook and Google and and um and Microsoft and all that kind of stuff. And I wonder if this is just all of these publishers and game studios just like really taking a look at their portfolio and saying, what can we possibly shutter that's not quite making us money? Like it must be expensive to keep up uh, a live service game, the servers, the constant support and all that kind of stuff for something that like isn't 
like in a, in a normal economy it would be totally fine and and would just kind of be an extra expense but like now it's just like every penny counts and i'm wondering if this is them shuttering all of these live service games or even um like ubisoft talking about how they had to cancel a lot of things that were in development a few weeks ago and i wonder if that's just like them trying to avoid layoffs and just by canceling all of these side projects or things that aren't quite making back enough money and maybe, hopefully, I'm hoping that like some of these live service, like Knockout City, I know people loved Knockout City when it came out. I never got around to playing it, but I'm wondering if like these things might be revol- revived whenever the economy bounces back and is in a little bit better place. Yeah, I take it as, I know some people are like, oh, well, you see, online games are bad. I don't take it as that. I'm with you. It's like, hey, it's just hard to make money out here and like... What are you going to do? Like, you can't say live service doesn't work because we, for a fact, have multiple, multiple, multiple games to show that it does. You just can't yeah. be like a small game as a live service. I think same thing goes for single player. Because if any of these, here's the reverse of this, right? Is if, let's say, Velen Studios made a single player game that a thousand people bought and no one played, the studio would close. It just, like, bad things would still happen. They just wouldn't take their game offline because that's not how a single-player game works. Right. It's, it's just the same thing as, like, we're not succeeding, and here's the consequences of it. So I don't think it's, like, live service doesn't work. I just think that these games aren't doing anything special, so they just can't survive. Again, if it was a single-player game that didn't sell, the studio would shutter, and you never get a game from them again. Again, same thing. Multiplayer game doesn't have enough player base and can't keep people interested. You know, at least these studios don't get closed down, you hope. Right. That's yeah. kind of the difference. So I just think it's like, yeah, like you said, tech industry is going through it. And I don't like if you have a thing that doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't you can't really blame one person or another. It is weird for Rumbleverse, I will say, just because that was an epic backed game. I don't think that they own it, but it, they seem to have some sort of deal with them. Um, So and then Apex Legends not working out after seeming to do good is, is interesting. But again, they know the numbers and I don't. So, yeah. Mm. That's it. That's it for our stories, guys. That's everything. Time for a segment from Adam. I need sexual healing, baby. It's good for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you and me, full frontal assault. All right, this week on segment from Adam, it's the the kissy time of the year. Getting close with <laughs> people's birthdays. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's your two guys' birthdays, and it's kissy time. So we're going to play a little dating game, a classic Ooh. 70s game show where there's a bachelor or bachelorette with a, with a blocker and can't see who they're talking to. And it's three contestants this week, too. And these guys, I'm going to take my headphones off in a second. They're going to tell you what video game character they are playing as. And I'm the person who's looking for a date. So you're going to answer my questions as your character. And I'm going to figure pick out who my favorite date is. And then you'll tell me okay. who you are at the end. So I'm about to take my headphones off. Chad, put up a one finger whenever you're ready for me. Okay. Alex. Wait, can Adam read our lips? Adam. Poopy pants. Poopy poopy pants. No, it doesn't look like he can. Okay. Metal Alex. Gear Solid 3, best game of all time. Be- Adam yes, loves Chad. Metal Gear Solid 3, and he also loves, loves um, poop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chad, what is it? All right, so I am... I was I was going back and forth between, am I Tingle from the Zelda series, or am I Navi? And I think I'm going to be Navi just because I'm, I don't... I can't remember Adam's Zelda heritage and, like, whether he's played enough Tingle, and also I don't know if there's a lot of Tingle backstory. So... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Navi from Ocarina of Time. 
and I am going to be the Gen 1 Water Ice-type Pokemon, Cloyster. Yes! The most sexual Pokemon from Gen 1, for sure. Excellent. For sure. All right. All right. We're ready, Adam. Come on back. Oh, all right. Chad has put up the one. I don't know what you guys said, but someone was smiling and laughing, so apparently it's going to be really funny. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask you guys a number of questions, and again, answer it in, in character. And I'm going to go ahead and get it out the way, because I thought it was funny, and I don't remember exactly what it said. If I was a cone of ice cream, what flavor would you lick first? What was the weird question that they asked on the dating game about ice cream? It was definitely uh, sexual innuendo. If you were a scoop of ice cream and you were your flavor was on top of my flavor, what would our flavors be? I don't know. And maybe maybe the question was like around sexually eating it. Like how if I was the dregs of an ice cream at the bottom of a cup, how would you get me out? <laughs> yeah, if I was an ice cream cone, how would you eat me? I guess. I don't know. Is that, is, that what your, is that your opening question? Is that what it is? That's the opening. I'm getting it out the way. And going remember, you have to ask a person. Like, you can you can eventually ask us, but you don't have to ask us both every question. But okay. Can, oh, I thought well, it was just I, one question for game. everybody. This is your game. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the rules to your I'm, game. Let me be Sorry. honest with you. I've never watched that game in my life. Uh, I've only okay. seen clips, so I don't remember. Chad's character. If mm. I was an ice cream cone, how would you eat me? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. If you were an ice cream cone... I would hope that you'd be a really light and fluffy, airy flavor, like cotton candy or something like that. Mm. And I would probably not eat you, but I would scream a lot of things at, at the people who do try to eat you to stop them from making a bad choice and inform them. And I'd just be screaming at them. Interesting. If you were an ice cream cone... I would take whatever part of the ice cream cone in question I could take because it's real hard for me to crane my neck forward to reach your delicious, <laughs> luscious ice cream. Someone who screams and someone with a short neck. All right. Very interesting uh, things to do. Question number two for you bachelors, bachelor, whatever you guys are. Um, <laughs> oh, that one. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. If you were to propose, how would you do it? Alex, I'll, t I'll Chad, let you take you this one first. No, Alex goes first. Yeah, we'll switch. Yeah. Alex, if you were to propose, how would you do it? I would open myself up, quite literally, and <laughs> reveal my grinning <laughs> exterior a visage that looks intimidating to some, but generally I don't reveal unless I am in perfect safety and believe that nothing is attempting to fight me. Okay, Chad. <laughs> Joel says Alex is as easy. Um, uh, if I were to propose, well, it would be tough for me to get your attention, so I'd have to make sure that I did it in a way that you knew what was happening. So I might, I don't know, bonk you on the head a couple of times. I, I, I would definitely have to shout it uh, just to make sure that I was heard and that you knew that I, you knew my intent. So I'd make sure that we were, we were in a place where I had your best interest in mind and I could shout it and get your attention easily. Hmm. 
Yeah, these are these are interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. At first, I'm like Chad's Kirby for sure. And then he's talking about yelling at people. I'm like fucking Kirby doesn't yell at people. What the fuck am I doing here, Alex? No fucking idea. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, say that money is no object. What kind of gift would you give me? If money was no object, what kind of gift would you give me, Chad? Uh, I would give you a piece of my heart. If this was something that could be purchased <laughs> in stores in the region in which I live, I would give you an infinite number of legal master balls. <laughs> legal. They they never really define the the legality of monster of not monster of uh, ma uh, master balls within the universe in which I live. So I don't know how legal or not legal they are. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I have an idea now, and I still no, I don't have an idea. I've got one idea, but it's gross. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> get you guys. Ooh. I've got two more, and this one might give it away. Hopefully, I'm trying to help myself. Question for Alex first. Do you know how to make animal noises? <laughs> Do I? One could say I am an animal of a sort. Of a sort. I was hoping Do you, you want me make... to perform an animal noise? Go for it, please. See, the problem is, is that I feel like I might give this away by doing this one, but I'll, I'll try to try to mask it as much as possible. <laughs> you were worried that would give it away? <laughs> well, I, I really tried to mask my, my identity with that performance. There's a way oh I could have delivered God. that would have, which would have really given it away, but evidently uh, I didn't. So I like can it. we make that our usual sign off tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right, Chad, can you make animal noises? Well, <laughs> I've never tried, but I assume I could do a howler monkey pretty well. Here's my attempt at it. Okay. Uh, all right. I got one more for you guys, and I don't know what this is going to do. If you were a superhero, which superhero would you be and why, Chad? Ooh. I would Ooh. probably be the Wasp from Ant-Man and the Wasp because she's really agile, just like me, and we can float and end up in tiny spaces, but... She's a strong, independent woman who knows how to look out for her love. <laughs> okay, Alex. Mm. If I was a superhero, I would be a cross between Frozone from the Pixar movie The Incredibles and the Juggernaut from the X-Men. I know that Juggernaut <laughs> is a villain, not really a superhero. I'm a juggernaut, bitch. I have a lot of respect for Frozone's ice-based powers, and I have a lot of respect for the just sheer, like, defensive fortitude that Juggernaut possesses. And I feel like I would want something that combines those two attributes into one. <laughs> Joe clipped out a clip from this <laughs> on our Twitch. Is it the screaming? I hope so. I oh, hope God. so. All right, guys. Now, we've got your questions. I'm going to... One's going to go on a lucky date, but I'm going to... 
who is okay so in my so how the game works is that you announce the losers first and they tell you who you are and then you go for your winner so oh god which one's gonna be i can't figure either one of them out okay i'm gonna say alex is my quote-unquote loser because i have an idea what alex is and i have an idea of what chad is and i think i prefer what chad is in a in a physical sense we'll figure it out but my guess I know Alex is a Pokemon. The Master Balls gave it right away. The scream really took me back. I have no idea what Pokemon I've said noise. <laughs> I'm going to guess my is it Cloister? Is it oh, is it the clam vagina Pokemon? Is it that one? That is correct. <laughs> okay. When you asked me to make an animal cry, I was like, I don't want to just say cloister, because well, that will just immediately oh, yeah. give it away. So I tried to to give an, an an impressionistic rendering of what cloister <laughs> might sound like in the wild. And that was great. But uh, it being Gen 1, I assumed you would just do the Game Boy. Like, you know, like the <laughs> stupid noises. Is that what it sounds like? I don't know what cloister <laughs> sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> they do sound stupid. But cloister. All right, I got it. The ice and the shell stuff. I was like, oh, I was like, is cloister ice type? I think he is. So, okay, cloister. Yeah. Very good. All right. I like so, that a lot. recently... Real quick, I was playing through Pokemon Soul Silver, doing a Nuzlocke run in that game. Spoilers: Nuzlocke run ended very poorly. However, before the Nuzlocke run ended, I came across an infamous set of trailers uh, of trainers that have a Cloister and an Onix as their two mm -hmm. Pokemon. You do the math. Yeah, I wonder what that mm -hmm. makes. Good time. That's a that's, that's a rocky yeah. dick and a shelly vagina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chad. Yeah, since we are going to go on this theoretical date, I have, uh, God, for some reason in my head, I was thinking the fairy from Link from was it Navi or whatever? That is correct. It is her. The, yep. wow. the cotton candy got me, but the constantly screaming at people, and then the whole thing at I the end of this being yeah, I was trying to think of friend. like what's a what's a fairy like ice cream flavor? What's something yeah. light and fluffy and fun and fairy like? But, yeah. yeah. So it is Navi. Okay, because then you yeah, like, you just constantly talked about yelling at people. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. it was the wasp thing that put me over the edge. Where I was like, who yells it? For some reason, I was thinking of that. Uh, what's that princess game from PlayStation that no one plays and she eats the cake? Oh, Fat the Princess? Pr oh, Fat yeah. Princess. Yeah. I thought it was that for some reason, but then I was like, no, wasp. Yeah, that's Navi. All right. And I would prefer Navi over a, a clam monster. So that's just me personally. <laughs> Very good, very good, guys. This would be a really good Valentine's Day. Oh, that was that was excellent. Well, hey, I um, I had a bullshit game on game show that I made up on the spot between shows today, but I don't think we're gonna do it because that was fun and really good way to end the episode, and we're already okay. over an hour, so uh, we'll just call it there. That's the end of episode two hundred and ninety four, everyone of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we have homework for you. First piece of homework, go watch our barf episode that we just recorded this backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. This month in January, you chose for us to play Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And spoilers, we played it. So go check out our thoughts on oh, that. Yeah. Um, we have a new barf game that all of you patrons over at patreon.com slash fire have voted on. And that game is, remind me, what is it again for the month of February? Doom oh, Eternal. Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. Um, that's a Pornhub category. 
And so that's <laughs> going to be <laughs> that's going to be our February game. Go play that. Uh, that is probably a lot easier to play legally and on a lot of systems than Metal Gear Solid 3 was. So go play that if you would like to be involved in the discussion around Doom Eternal, whether that is live with your voice included with our voices or through us like a surrogate, the Bruce Willis movie. You can do that by either writing in or just DMing us and let us know, hey, I would love to be on the podcast for Doom Eternal. Blah, 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 blah. Here's my availability. Here's my social security number. Here's a picture of a kitty cat. So do that and you can be on the show with us. Uh, that's That's it. That's it for our podcast. Oh, uh, next week, if you're listening to us, uh, the week of the Super Bowl, we'll be recording, I think we decided super early, right? Super yeah. early for Super Bowl. A couple so, hours early. Yeah, a few hours early. I think we're, we decided on 4 p.m. Eastern, I think that was. Yeah. So we'll be early next week. Just take a look at it. You can listen to us, crack up, have a great time, and then go right into the Super Bowl and eat nachos. Do whatever you want to do. Just make sure you're there. All right, everyone. That's it. Alex, thanks for coming in. Thanks for Alex was like the host host, like introduced the podcast and stuff like that for our barf episode. So definitely go check that one out. It was a special occasion. Uh, thank you yeah, for being but here. My first time doing so on the podcast. And I think it went pretty well. Yeah, it went great. pretty well. It was great. What are you what are you doing, Adam? See, that's the knife. And then there's the pistol in my hand. I'm doing my oh, close quarters. Yeah. Uh, CQC, the knife, being up close, a knife could be your best friend. But this allows me to knife people and shoot them at the same time. Stab, shoot. Stab, it's shoot. genius. It's genius. No Snake one's ever thought about that before me. <laughs> <laughs> they exclusively developed the CQC combat system by themselves, actually. I know, right? Like they've ever, They're the only people who, who ever thought about choking a person out or throwing them on the ground. Yeah. I like also people love have never fought close like, before. At the end of the game, boss is like, oh yeah, CQC. It's a version of close quarters combat that we developed. I was like, no, you literally call it close quarters combat. It's not a version of it. Like, it is close quarters combat. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Um, so that's it, everyone. That, that's the end of the podcast. Alex, thank you for being here as our ref regular. Thank you for hosting today. Where can folks find you if they would like to follow your content and see you kill Pokemon? You can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. And you can find me over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive, K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R-L-I-V-E. Uh, I ended my Pokemon Soul Silver run, and I'm now taking on Dead Space Remake. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to... Uh, I was about to say get it over with, but that makes it sound like I'm not enjoying it. I am really enjoying it, uh, but I am hoping that I'll be able to, you know, uh, complete it off pretty soon because I have some fun new Pokemon Nuzlocke challenges that I want to take care of after it's done. And I'll end it on that. Excellent. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Until next time, here's Alex with our usual sign-off. Christ! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>